singing it right now because i don't want uh, whatever i'm recording to kind of you know just be dumped because it's someone else's song and i'm kind of uh, playing it without permission i can't buy it of course you know so um, so i said let me just try it. but it's hard singing man come on it's not an easy task to do it i think uh Uh, whatever genre the music is you know rock and even pop and even rap you know each has uh its own style uh you know of kind of uh, really sing the song oh my god my throat i need to have turmeric milk tonight so that i can feel better because my throat i think is going to go for a toss that was hard Anyways guys how are you how are you how are you all doing you know uh this is Mel Classo and I'm come back with my uh my uh my uh, my, my, my my what do you call it um just kind of you know uh what I usually do uh talking uh what I think makes sense but of course mostly doesn't make sense to the rest of the world probably uh i have actually listeners uh, not only in the united states but i have listeners i've seen uh in india as well you know which is great you know so i'm kind of an international person <laughs> i can say that i don't know but uh yeah so i have listeners uh, i won't say all around the world but i have listeners from two parts of the world but the number of listeners of course are kind of just three or four of them but of course those three and four belong to diff- two different parts of the world and that makes me happy so that makes me a little international you see uh right so uh what's happening guys um uh it's uh it's saturday and um i just wanted to give an update you know last time i kind of cribbed about how mark ronson the guy who said he was safe section and i it kind of freaked me out like what the hell is first and foremost a safe sexual kim 
I hope I'm saying it correctly. I can't pronounce it right. Uh, because it was the first time I've ever heard of it. And this is the second time I've ever using it because I don't want to kind of, you know, uh, give importance to either the person who said he is, uh, he belongs to that community uh, and the whole world. So, um, right. So the, I just want to give you an update that uh, I think it was just two days back where this guy he comes back on, uh, comes back wherever he was talking, whichever part, uh, whichever interviewer, in, or event he was at, he says, I'm sorry, you know, I'm not a sapiosexual. And I think it was a misunderstanding. And I just want to say that I'm not. So he's no longer attracted to the brain of uh, a person. And uh, so that's an update. You know, people are so desperate, like, you know, such attention seekers that they'll kind of say something, you know, uh, to just make headlines, you know, just stay away, back up, back off a little, you know, try to be invisible for a while, be a nobody for some time, you know, be a nobody, just go invisible for some time, don't be seen for some time and come back, have that mystery in you, you know, but some people are such great attention seekers, I'm not talking about Mark Ronson, I'm talking about generally a few folks that have, you know, uh, they always want to be around uh, uh, people, powerful people, people with positions, titles, or, you know, uh, uh, basically people pleasers, and uh, uh, which is really annoying. Uh, you know, you need to be a nobody sometimes. You just have to have a no, uh, you just have to be invisible for some time. You don't have to be seen all the while. No, you don't need that, you know. Um, and, um, Sometimes it does happen that, you know, um, uh, it's, uh, uh, that's what attention seekers do, you know, because you're not getting it uh, by default. So you want to kind of, you know, uh, make a point by getting there. Uh, in, uh, so that's a little bit about, I don't want to talk too much about it, of course. So uh, that's an update I wanted to give about. So um, I know who the whistleblower is. Everybody's talking about this uh, so-called whistleblower who blew the whistle uh, on, um, uh, you know about all the uh, all the stuff that is happening. You know everybody's talking about uh, it all over the world. Okay, everyone's talking about this whistleblower complaint, uh, this um, this whole kind of uh, controversy that everybody's talking about. And I'll tell you, I know who the whistleblower is, and this is serious matter. I hope someone takes me seriously because, come on, you know, it is. Takashi 69. I'm telling you, this guy, uh, he is, uh, I'm sorry that, you know, he's gone behind bars. I hope he, uh, you know, so he's gone in prison and he's kind of doing those um, those rounds in front of the judges and the courts, etc. He's to do a lot of that. I'm really sorry for what he has to really go through. And I really, you know, if it's possible, I hope he just gets out, like, without any kind of imprisonment because he's a young guy sometimes you get into uh you get into bad habits you get into wrong hands you make the wrong friends and you know you uh you need to give the guy an opportunity if he promises to kind of you know uh do the right things after he comes out but at the same time you know the guy's sitting there in um in the witness box or in the courthouse or whatever you know wherever he where, what, what do you call that place uh, where they sit and i think it's a witness box i don't know Right. So uh, he's just kind of sitting there whenever he's asked anything you know, about these gang members, etc. He talks, uh, he, he's just snitches on uh, other uh, singers and, you know, uh, public figures saying that, you know, they're involved, like Cardi B or whatever, you know. So I am telling you this, okay? And I want to take, I want you to really take me seriously, please. 
I have already said this to people, um, you know, outside, like, you know, whoever I meet, like in a group, whenever they, you know, like uh, two days back, um, I think it was about three and a half days back. Yeah, right. There was this group of people, you know, who were talking about this whistleblower complaint and, you know, and come on, you know, what's happening and all we need to talk. And then, uh, like, who the whistleblowers, you know, they were kind of asking each other. I told them it's Takashi69. And they started laughing. I don't like that. I don't like when people don't take me seriously. I am making a serious kind of, uh, I'm telling them seriously that it's Takashi69. And these guys start laughing. I want you to take me seriously, okay? It is Takashi69 who is who has written that complaint and uh, you don't need to hunt or do any kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, don't need to think about it, don't need to kind of, uh, you know, uh, find out or see who it is. It is Takashi69. So please, that's fine, okay? I don't want anyone to not being take, uh, not taking this seriously. Okay, so another thing I was uh, also wondering, you know, we talk about all these, uh, all the corruption and all the, uh, all those phone calls and those transcripts and the complaints, etc. You know, but whatever I've been reading till now or whatever I've been seeing till now, I don't think those are as serious as, uh, you know, where uh, a group like the religious group like Muslims were, are not allowed to enter a particular country, country or a nation because they are Muslims, you know? Like, uh, like, I, like I always say, like I always say that inequality is, is not when you, uh, when you put a rule on, a, on all people, say there are 100 people in, in, on earth, living on earth, for example, there are 100 people living on earth and for all 100 you put a rule saying that uh, saying that you can't, uh, maybe you can't, um, you can't, uh, uh, like, uh, you, you can't eat, uh, green beans from today onwards, you know, if there's a rule, like, you know, which, uh, anybody, the authorities, uh, or the government or the democratic government, they put on all hundred people living on this earth that you're not allowed to eat green beans, then each one of us, it's equal, right? Everybody's not allowed to eat green beans. You just have to stop growing green beans and you don't have to eat them. But when you tell out of these 100 people, there are 25 who are Muslims, there are, uh, there are 25 who are, um, say, for instance, uh, Catholics, uh, and there are 25 people who are uh, Hindus, and there are the 25 uh, there are 10 people who are Jewish people and the remaining people are atheist, okay? So for, say, for instance, that's the case. And then you say, um, and you say that one particular nation puts a rule saying that all, uh, all, only Muslims are not allowed to enter. That's, that's, that's illegal, you know? You, that's inequality. You can't tell those 25 Muslims not to enter your country. What about the others? Like, are others wearing a halo? Are they all pious? Or are they all um, uh, the most... Uh, why? Why are they different from others, uh, from these 25 Muslims? So, if you want to put a rule, all I'm saying is, put a rule on all religious group. Okay? If a nation wants to put a rule on religious groups, you you tell the Muslims, you tell the Jewish people, you tell Hindus, you tell Catholics to not enter your country. 
because you are putting a rule on all people who follow a particular faith. So the only people who are allowed to live in your country are atheists because they are not of any religious group. So the 10 people who, you know, I said they were atheists, they don't believe in any religion or any God. They are the only people who are supposed to live in your country. And then you're fair. You know, you're not fair if you kind of just say a particular group of people like there's a Muslim ban. That's what that's what sucks, you know, and should not be allowed. So that's what I want to say about this whole thing, uh, just starting with it. And uh, I sang this song. What is it called? Uh, Don't speak. I know what you think. Saying, And my throat is really I need to really have turmeric milk tonight. I'm just sipping a, uh, I need to, I need to ha- have some water. So just like, yeah. Mm. Ah, feels good. Uh, yeah, it actually got my throat, man. It's hard singing. It's hard singing. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. So what it was, uh, yeah, the next, yeah, I was actually thinking about uh, uh, Greta uh, Thunberg. What's her last name? Than, uh, Thunberg, if I've said it correctly, if it's a, if it's a correct Swedish way of pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, so um, this uh, the 16 year old girl, she's pretty, um, you know, I find her pretty, uh, pretty cool, you know, she's like, she just walks around and uh, she's pretty cool, but, um, and I like what she's really brought about, you know, where she talks about sustainability uh, against, um, Profits, but I keep thinking, you know, when I was 16, I still played hide and seek. Okay, when I was 16, I'd not reached puberty when I uh, when I was 16, it came pretty late to me. Uh, and uh, I was I was crazy, I was a kid, man. Uh, and uh, I uh, I was uh, I uh, I was uh, I used to I had study time, I had play time. Uh, I was uh, I was a very playful kid, you know, when I was 16 years old. And then I look at Greta and I'm like, my God, this girl, like she traveled all the way from Sweden to the United States. And now she's in Canada and she roams around and she's she's brought so many people all over the world. The leaders of, you know, uh, all over the world to really come and support what she really believes in. I mean, that is awesome man i was playing hide and seek i'm telling you literally you know we had games in uh we had games in india like hide and seek then there was a sakli i don't think uh any uh, any non-indian would really know these games then there was double eye spice you can kind of google if you want to find out what these games are okay double eye spice sakli hide and seek chor police chor police is basically uh uh like it's like hide and seek but uh it's 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 a little different so chore police then we used to play that game uh you know wherein uh what do you call it lagori and uh i played those games when i was like 16 years old and then i i just go back and i look at these girls and other children who already come out i'm like what the fuck was i doing you know but those were the best days of my life like you know uh memories wow man 
And that's why whenever I play any songs, like I always play songs of the 90s and, you know, of those days, because those were my favorite days, you know, they were the best days of my life. So uh, although life is really hard, you know, it's, it's really hard right now. I mean, it's hard being an adult, basically. Life gets hard, you know, after you're out of school or whatever and you know the responsibilities really pile up so um uh, so really you know when i have to really get into a good mood i get i go back in time because those those nostalgic moments moments really make me feel good man and why not so uh yeah so i was just thinking about how uh, uh greta thunberg you know she uh she has kind of uh changed the game of how we really look at uh teenagers and teenagers who really new to the game they just become teenagers you know which is brilliant i mean um i don't think i would ever be able to do that because i was too playful i was a crazy kid uh uh because i was you know i was very uh i was uh, a very uh, you know i i didn't have kind of uh, anything to really think about it was it was it was really a great life but anyways yeah so um so I just hate the way now I what when Greta Greta really came into this uh, picture of climate strikes and climate movement that she came out with I you know I immediately compared her with my teenagers and I was like what the fuck was I doing but then there there are some uh, people like some folks like in the media public figures etc they came and attacked her literally uh, you know they attacked her for a her, her for you know kind of name calling her and then uh talking about her illness and you know just kind of uh finger pointing on her basically which was really sad to see and um but i love the way you know uh the rest of the people who really supported her kind of used sarcasm to really uh like you know having the greta helpline to really help her come out of it and i must say that you know sarcasm has really worked for me and really works you know when and just uh to really fight crazy people for to fight negativity to fight uh some problems uh that really come across i think that really works you know and i think i like the way you know they started the greta helpline to really be able to um to re- really be able to kind of you know kind of uh temper down the whole uh the whole issue of how they were attacking her and which made her feel good as well you know so uh that's something that's something that really nice that happened when it comes to climate change of course um i do believe you know i do believe that uh climate change is real and uh it is a fact that global global warming is happening uh it is a science that it is happening but i'll tell you that i'm a hypocrite at uh you know i am not completely abiding by all the rules of course of course i use public transport because uh, right from the time i was born like you know um uh, i lived in a very busy city which completely dependent on uh, like in bombay it is like new york bombay is basically the new york of india you know a very crowded city we're very dependent on public transportation because our streets are really crowded you know with uh, if you everyone cannot just drive you're just going to kind of mess up the streets people are there are people walking on the streets etc so um so uh when it comes to public transport of course i've used a lot of public transport all my life i've not driven to school i've not driven to uh, uh you know to uh to college 
and then i always took the train i had to go uh, i had to go 11 stops to college you know in bombay all the way uh school of course we had the bus so that was again uh, not using cars uh even right now you know if i have to travel all anywhere i use the public transport i use a metro and uh, not the bus really but i use uh, the trains and um so yes i do that a little bit then um i walk if i have to uh, do that you know so i do a little bit i just do a little bit because it just works for me actually i'm not uh, i'm not make do making an extra effort to kind of do what i'm really doing to uh, save the planet um i would still i would still fly i would still fly if i can reach a particular destination in 20 minutes then take a boat to somewhere i can't do that i hate traveling i hate go i love traveling in the sense i love exploring places but i don't like the time that really it takes you know to reach there so the faster i reach the better it is and if a plane takes me there faster i'll take the plane so we need to find ways to make the plane eco friendly you know and that's the only way that will work for me like for instance you know i was um, uh, when i buy my groceries everything comes in a plastic bag uh, uh, like you know i buy green beans or uh, actually bought green beans today <laughs> i bought green beans i'll tell you what i bought for i'm going to make it tomorrow i bought green beans and green peas and i bought some fish and then i bought some noodles and i didn't buy buy any noodle sauce so what i plan to do is i'll use the some masalas i already have and that's what i bought today i think yeah that's going to be my uh, lunch for tomorrow but i'm not cooking today i'm going to cook tomorrow okay so uh yeah forget about that what i was talking about man what i was talking about yeah so yeah So what I was talking about is that these green beans that I bought or these vegetables that I brought fruits or whatever they all come in plastic bags. Now I'm not going to say hey no I'm not going to use these plastic bags I want to put them in my I'm I've carried my carry-on bags and I'll put it in my bag. It's not going to be possible because when I go home I need to separate all those vegetables. I can't just carry them in a bag. So how do I put them in my refrigerator? I'm going to just put them um mix them all up uh, in that in those shelves i need to separate them in plastic bags so i need plastic bags you know and i use plastic bags i don't know it's just uh, uh take away all these plastic i know it's you have to be responsible i know you have to be responsible you have to say no but how about we make things easier that's what i think i feel i don't know like you know find a way out kind to kind of uh, uh not have plastic bags have an alternative you know which is similar which will not really make it difficult because if you have to carry those paper bags all the place paper just gets uh, uh it's crunchy it's noisy it's kind of it gets wet you know uh it doesn't really work so we need to find an alternative which kind of is uh it's easier it occupies less space it's uh, you know like uh like a paper straws like what are we talking about how can you how can you drink from a paper straw don't have any straws you know of course you know 
it's not right to have uh, straws that are really killing the environment but then don't have any straws make people have from uh put put their lip to a cup and have it that way rather than making straws at all available because paper straws are not going to work remove all straws remove plastic straws remove paper straws out of the market and make people sip their cup of coffee sip cold ring or whatever they're having you know cold drink or whatever liquor or whatever you know so uh you got to make things you know really work for everybody i know we need to be responsible but at the same time you know um it is really hard it's really hard and at the same time all these things you know which are environmentally friendly like uh, when i also talked about how food uh, if you want to have healthy food if you want to kind of um if you want to uh not kind of uh, you want to you have want to live in a very safe environment etc like in an environmentally friendly atmosphere everything is expensive like if you were to buy uh, any kind of air cooler or any kind of uh, gadgets or any kind of equipment which is environmentally friendly or whatever you know that's more expensive even food healthier food is more expensive so you need to bring that cost down so that everyone the rich poor the middle class everyone can participate in what we are trying to achieve okay because what happens is the rich can really uh, even Uh, now say for instance uh, climate change really affects us the rich can use their resources their money to really uh, to really come out from a place that is flooded or you know that is gone under water they can just fly to a place because they have the money to do that but the poor are going to suffer because of the global warming and climate change effect because they don't know where to go you know so we need to kind of lower the cost for people so that they could uh, use and what about poverty like you know why should any why should any kid for no fault of that kid of that infant be born in a poor home poverty should come to people only after they turn 18 so that that kid who is born is not born poor first and foremost the kid is born with the resources that the kid basic resources i'm not talking about born rich no you don't need to the kid should be born with basic resources so she, she or he can get an education she or he can live a normal life because it's not it shouldn't be a kid's fault to be born in a poor home it shouldn't be so if poverty ever has to come to anybody it should come after 18 years till then you need to take care of the kid you know give him all the resources that he needs so he gets an education and by 18 okay stop everything that you're giving to that kid the kid has an education he's equipped to go out in the world and make some money for him, her, herself and himself and they're not supposed to work when they're small so many kids go to work because they are poor and they are basic income uh, generators of their home so i wish poverty never came to people when they were born because it's not their fault to be born poor you know that's what should happen a kid should be able to get the education should not be working get an education live a normal life go out and play do the things that you're supposed to do and then become poor when you're 18 that's how it should be poverty should not happen to anyone below 18 years old so that the child can get an education and by 18 use that education to kind of get a job and come out of poverty but if you keep strangling a child right from zero age zero to uh, 
uh, and then they're working as they're small. By the time they turn 18, they don't have an education to go out and search for a job and get the uh, uh, and go out and be competitive. You know? And that's why I say poverty should never come to a kid who's just born. The kid should be born a middle class, a person who can survive easily with the resources, be given all the resources, and then become poor when you're 18. Poverty should come to someone only from 18 and above and not below so that the child can do and equip himself with whatever. A child should not be really working, you know. That really pisses me off, you know, when I really see that happening. Like a child has to suffer because of not his or her fault. And that's shitty. All right, man, what's happening? Okay, so yeah, that really, light's hard, man. That light's really, uh, life sucks sometimes, you know. But uh, what really helps me if I really have to talk about it? Sarcasm. I kind of really go into uh, uh, into just using it, being funny and making fun of uh, things that are, that are not working for me. That's what I do and it really works for me. Uh, also insanity, you know, I love kind of, uh, acting, making some sounds and acting funny or kind of, uh, you know, if, if, I'm, if, uh, you know, acting just silly, uh, uh, is, is another way that I really come out of, uh, uh, if, if there's something that I'm going through and, you know, I just kind of act silly or insane and bring some sanity into what I'm really doing. Cause that's, that, that's what really works for me really. Anyways. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, as like, um, like Chappelle, uh, Chappelle was saying the other day that, I mean, I was listening to him and, uh, he was talking about, he kind of, he kind of nudged, uh, Anthony Bourdain, Bourdain in his, uh, in his special. And he was, he was talking, you know, he started off with, can you believe it? Like Anthony Bourdain, uh, actually, uh, killed himself. And, uh, uh, and I was actually reading the reviews about his, uh, comedy special and many, uh, the headlines were, you know, uh, Chappelle has kind of mocks Anthony Bourdain, but actually he does not mock him at all. What he was trying to get to, you know, he starts with, can you believe it? The guy who traveled the world, he ate food, uh, the best food. He he lived in the best hotels. He lived in the best places. He traveled the world. He had everything, you know, with him. If a guy like that, he just kind of kills himself in his hotel room somewhere in France and he starts like that. And then he also compares, then he talks about in the same, in the same breath, he kind of talks about his, uh, his friend, his childhood friend, who uh, was a law student and uh, his his friend got married uh, uh, while he was in school. And uh, how, you know, Chappelle told him like, hey man, don't get married, you know. Uh, you're too young to do it, can't you wait? But this guy was in love, so you know. Um, <clears throat> what happens? Yeah, so uh, the guy gets married and then he gets a divorce. So, uh, and then... Um, and then I believe his uh, his his uh, his wife after the divorce he was he was not that he was not that well to do he was already you know in a burden of uh, not having that much but his wife I think asked him alimony and uh, to which he had to give half of whatever less he owned uh, and then he you know he kind of uh, jumps to how uh, Chappelle then met him in somewhere in D.C. I think Chappelle was born and raised in D.C. So he then talks about um, 
how he met this guy you know uh, uh the same guy his childhood friend and the guy's happy you know he's kind of doing working somewhere so he's saying see there's a difference in uh the way people handle their problems you know uh and he was not belittling anthony bourdain all he was saying that you know then he he also kind of uh he kind of uh, you know kind of uh, chides his friend saying that hey man uh, like uh I I I suggested he says that I suggested to my friend that have you ever thought of suicide and then he gets good laugh you know <laughs> that was really funny so uh and then you know people you have people who kind of do the cancel culture people they came up with saying that he mocks Anthony Bourdain he doesn't really mock Anthony Bourdain Bourdain all he was trying to say is that no one's life is perfect you know we might look at everybody and see how happy they are or how cheerful they look and you know you feel that everybody's uh out there on the street and that's what i interpreted from this entire joke that we feel everyone out there is you know so happy uh uh they they have everything uh you ask them how are you and then they say, they say i'm fine great perfect but actually no one's right life is really that perfect everybody has their own shares of problems and that's what he was trying to get at you know by by sharing the example of of a friend and about anthony bourdain he was not mocking him at all uh, it's just the way you kind of uh, tackle your problems and that's so important but yeah life is hard man and what works for me of course is sarcasm and um uh insanity sometimes i'm just sitting there you know kind of making some sounds over my problems like some some silly funny sounds like it really works for me just depends on you know what really works for you um in that situation uh so i don't know why people really this cancel culture thing it's really crazy you know uh, there was another joke that i liked and i would like to share a bit of it uh because it's very current it's very relevant to what we all have been talking about um especially in the united states you know we are talking about this gun culture you know everybody is getting killed in school so <laughs> so actually chapel he talks about his son coming to him and says uh, hey dad uh, i don't know i don't remember whether i see i can't really say a joke correctly someone else joke correctly but he says that um uh he says that you know uh, his, his son tells him that he's he's having a he's having a uh he's having this drills you know that is uh, uh the shooting drill the how to kind of escape a shooter so uh so <laughs> so chapel tells his son that hey man don't attend these uh don't attend these drills they just make no sense i'm telling you if there's a shooter in your school just run zigzag and dare you go and save anyone which is so true you know you yourself are being harmed imagine going around saving other people you know you never know what's going to happen you have to save yourself at that point in time First and foremost, the shooting shouldn't be happening in a school. Okay? That's shitty and crazy. I don't know. I don't know what's really happening. Why such a thing is happening, but shootings do happen in schools these days. You have kids, infants who were actually killed 5 to 3 years old. whatever sandy hook wherever that is okay so then he cracks another brilliant joke okay he says another reason i'm telling you not to attend this these drills is because you're training the shooter the shooter who's, who's who has a plan uh, maybe one month down the line or two months and this is i'm just paraphrasing okay down the line is sitting in the same drill with you and he knows in which closet you're going to 
hide or which place you're going to run at because everything is explained even to the shooter which he gets which is a wonderful joke and a brilliant joke you know it's something that is so relevant so current and makes complete sense so um so that that's brilliant and um right so uh that's all that i want to really uh talk about okay nothing more than that anyways what's about uh what's about uh this whole thing about the founder of the lgbt conversion therapy program he was caught uh he came out as gay <laughs> something that really happens you know what i've kind of concluded and then you have uh you know what i've concluded is all these people who kind of act you know as if they have a halo over their effect and their head and they're kind of so pious towards particular cause you know they uh they are against racism or some people who are against the gay community they themselves are actually guilty about something that's why they're against something like you know why would you really care the way another person lives their life you know you wouldn't really bother until you're really guilty about it that's what i really conclude because the founder of the lgbt uh, lgbt conversion therapy program he himself came comes out as gay you know then again justin trudeau a figure who really prime minister justin trudeau uh, who was actually a figure who fought uh, what is it called um he uh, he fought racism you know he talked about he he had every uh every race in his uh in his cabinet you know whether it is a hindu a sikh muslims he kept talking about race in canada and how he supports people from all races and we should be against racism and things like that and then what happens there are some videos that kind of uh, are all over the place not one not two not three there are four of them i think uh of him black face not only black face but black hands and black legs and black tummy and black eyes and black hair and uh, a wig and whatever you know so uh that's what i really conclude you know people who actually uh who actually uh guilty about something uh you know are the ones who um who actually are uh, are seriously you know uh, they 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 are scared about something they're guilty about something and that's why they um uh they are against that you know uh, which is really sad and uh, that's what Justin Trudeau but what what the good thing what i've seen is that these people who uh, get caught finally they do good it's like Justin Trudeau for example uh he was he must have been guilty all his life for doing that but it came revealed and you know everything came out in front of the public and then in two days time you know he says assault weapons will be banned in Canada so you know whatever whatever that whole thing is um whatever the whole thing is it, it's good you know that uh uh they uh, they even uh, they prove themselves even harder they work towards proving proving themselves a little harder which is which is really different uh in this case so uh that's all that i wanted to talk about and uh thanks for listening man come on like uh like literally you know i have a few listeners like even if i have like four of them from the three of them right now you know that will really make me happy that will thrill me to the farthest extent so uh whatever and um uh, uh so that's 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 all that i have for now and uh, don't speak you know i think uh, the the band was actually called uh, no doubt then 
but of course now she is uh, Gwen Stefani right Stephanie is what I would call her but I think she says it as Stefani I'm not sure Gwen Stephanie uh, that's what I would call her anyways uh, that's all I have for now and um, I really I really uh, thank you for listening and uh, by then take care